Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. Like I said before, any and every podcast that we do, you can check us out on multiple platforms. First and foremost, you can check us out on the blog on blogtalkradio.com. You can check us out on here. You just go to blogtalkradio.com backslash Total Sports Live. Also, you can check us out um, on your smartphone. Yes, folks, you got an Apple, Android device, Windows Phone, Nexus iPad, iPad mini, it doesn't matter what you got. Even if you got the new Google Pixel phone, all you got to do is go to your app store and then from there uh, download the TuneIn Radio app. And from the TuneIn Radio app, all you have to um, do is uh, download it and search us on there, search the TSO podcast. Really appreciate all people that do listen through that app and, you know, check us out and, and tune in. We really, uh, really appreciate that. Uh, from from the bottom of our hearts. And also, you can check us out on the Apple platform. Yes, folks, we're on iTunes. All you got to do, go to the podcast section. From the podcast section, uh, search the TSO podcast or Total Sports Live. And then from there, just hit subscribe. And we, again, we appreciate you, everybody that subscribed to us from, um, subscribe to us from, uh, from iTunes. And, you know, that leaves us comments because we're always looking to improve and make our podcast better. Uh, with that being said, how we're making our podcast better, you'll be able now to listen to our podcast for longer durations of time now, folks. Um, if you guys haven't heard about new blog talk radio changes, um, they're doing a little bit of changes to free users. So with that being said, you'll be hearing Total Sports Live well, for a longer time. We're going for 45 minutes tonight, but in the future, if you want us to hear you want to hear us go and opt for 120 minutes or even 150 minutes, that now apparently here with us. So we're very delighted to uh, bring you more of the Total Sports Live podcast. But we're not delighted to talk about the Eagles that they lost another heartbreaker uh, this afternoon to the New York Giants. They lost today by a final score of 29-23. The Eagles shot themselves in the foot multiple times and uh, couldn't and pretty much just couldn't get the job done, and it ultimately uh, cost it cost them in this game. And I mean, twenty eight, twenty three, not twenty nine, twenty three. And in, in today's in today, on tonight's podcast, we're going to talk about before we even talk about the game, we're going to talk about Josh Huff being released um, earlier this week. We're going to give our thoughts on that. We're also going to talk about who do you blame for this week's loss? Uh, what has happened to Ryan Matthews? Why is the window small but being used more? Uh, Bryce Treggs, we're going to talk about him. He made an impact in today's game. Uh, as well, and we're going to talk about what can we expect from this team in the last eight games as well. But before we do all of that and, you know, talk and talk shop, you already know who I'm going to have with me on this podcast. Always joining me is my co-host, the one and only Angela Montoni. And also joining me 
on the podcast as well. He's also joining us. He's been on here a few times. As you know, we're like first take on here or like undisputed. Joining us here, you already know, he's like our musical guest slash sports uh, analyst here on the podcast. Kid Willis also joining us on the podcast. So how is everyone doing tonight, even though the Eagles did take another loss? And the Sixers lost a close one to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it's been a really bad weekend in Philadelphia sports. It'd be a lot better if they didn't leave six point up six points up on the board and lose by five. Hey, look, I'm gonna let y'all I'm gonna let y'all tell y'all how y'all feel about it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with Angela. It's leaving six points on the board, uh really really sucks. Really sucks to to leave that many points on the board because it just, you know, it just it comes back and catches up to you, and then the people say you should have. We'll talk about Peterson because there's a lot to talk about him. But before we talk about today, tonight, today's game and what happened, we also got to talk about Josh Huff. If anybody remembered on this podcast, I want to say it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday, me and Angela, we talked about the Josh Huff situation, what happened with Huff and, you know, the marijuana, the tenant windows, the six hollow point bullets, and what a catch on Michael Crabtree, by the way, and losing his helmet. But uh, we talked about all that, and um, we said that he shouldn't be, you know, released or cut or anything, you know, possibly he'll just have to sit down, you know, maybe for a half or a quarter, but that totally didn't happen. As two days later, the Eagles released uh Released Josh Huff um, on, thir- on on Thursday, which was which came by a surprise. Everyone is surprised the Eagles, Eagles fans. I mean, it surprised the fans, it surprised the players. Apparently, uh, I think King on Barner say talked to Huff and Huff was in tears about it. Just a really crazy situation, but the Eagles needed to make a statement. Apparently, on you know how you know just about conducting yourself as an athlete. And that's what happened. But, Angela, your thoughts on this? We're going to start off with you. Your thoughts on Huff being released, I think, that's for you. And for me, I think it, it caught us all by surprise. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I it wasn't how I would have handled it. And I think there was, like, I think there was obviously that kind of um, tricky mentality to it because he has been performing like one of the best uh, special teams players in the league lately. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it goes as far as culture over talent and all that. Um, hoo but I guess the front office just drew a line as to how much they were going to put up with, and he unfortunately crossed it. And you know, it, it's not like you, you don't you can't really feel bad for the guy. He he kind of dug his own grave. Um, you know the uh, the the comparison was made. Um, who was the player that had the gun that was, was that got nabbed in Florida? Uh, Bradham. Bradham. Right, but his, his, the difference is his gun was registered in Florida. Yeah. Huff was not registered in New Jersey, and Huff lives in New Jersey, so you figure, you know, yeah, it was registered in, in Houston and in Texas and everything, but we had talked about this uh, earlier in the week. New Jersey doesn't play around with this kind of stuff, so the fact that it wasn't registered in the state that he lives, and there were just, I think, a lot of moving parts that just made this a really difficult decision for the front office, and like I said, I guess they just they drew a line as to how much they're going to put up with in, in terms of shenanigans, and uh, he unfortunately crossed it. It's a shame because he was starting to find uh, his niche in the offense and where he should contribute and perform, but 
you know, I, I don't, while I don't agree necessarily with the decision, I, I can respect it. No, so, I agree with yeah. you. I, I felt the same way. I felt the same way. Like, I don't agree with it. I mean, it, it's sad to happen to a, 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 a guy like Huff because this is literally like the only bad thing he did. The only bad thing he did. And it's a shame that he had to be the one that had to take the fall for his actions and had to be the guy that they used as an example. Because I talked to many people that have, you know, talked to Huff and have interviewed him and, you know, they said he's 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 a good they said he's a good kid and he just, you know, made some bad mistakes. He made the wrong decision. But he's a he's a good kid. So, you know, it's really sad to, you know, hear see it's sad to hear that he had to be cut and he had to be made the example. But I'm pretty sure he'll find his way onto another team, but you know, I wanna get uh your opinion on this kid was, you know, what is, you know, your opinion, your thoughts on the Eagles, you know, releasing Josh Huff on Thursday, which, you know, a lot of people said, uh, a lot of people were shocked because Wednesday Peterson said that Huff will be available to play on Sunday. Josh Huff, which might have gotten cut, said, you know, what professional athlete doesn't have a gun? So that might have led him to get cut, too. What's your thoughts on this? So the question was, um, go down the list. Um, he had a gun. Um Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that wasn't all that was in the car, correct? Nope. Yeah. So, Gun, um, before, marijuana. Before there, mm-hmm. And he was speeding, correct? That's what uh, got him pulled over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, you're speeding, check. You have a gun, check. You have drugs, check. Um, you, I believe, the, wasn't he coming either from Philly to New Jersey, correct? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think we. I think earlier in the week we thought he was going. In, we thought the opposite, but I'm pretty sure he was going home to Jersey with his wife and his kids. Okay, is what I so came out way. afterwards. So he was on his way to Jersey. You know, which I mean, if he, you might have a better case if you say I was leaving Jersey, going to Philly, but you know, you're going to Jersey at this point. And the, the big point with me is the, the the bullets he had in the gun. Anybody that's familiar with. Um, with with guns in the sense, you know, hollows aren't they ain't play bullets. So, um with, <laughs> right. with you, you, you put those you put all of those things together and we've seen, you know, players get um kicked out of the we I mean kicked out of the league for for just marijuana. So put that mm-hmm. with with a gun that happens to have um very effective um bullets in them. You know, I mean, he, he asked for it. So let's let's just call it what it is. You know, I know he was an important piece, but, you know, if Tom Brady can take a four-game suspension for something they, they can't prove without a shadow of a, like, 100% that he did, then um, Josh Huff is going to get the, the book thrown at him for, for breaking, you know, that many rules in one night. So, I mean – Look, I, I I get it. I don't have I don't disagree with it. I don't have any feeling towards it. He he kind of got what he asked for. That's true. So and uh, you know, like I said, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, he serves a need in the NFL, which is a kick returner. He's he's a pretty good kick returner and special teams player. And we know how much special teams is needed in the NFL. So he'll definitely find his way back into the NFL with no question. After he gets through the legal process and whatever comes with that, he'll be on the NFL team without no doubt. And whatever he does on special teams will land him a job. And anything he has in the wide receiver column will be an added bonus. But looking, uh, 
looking past this Josh Huff situation, we had a football game happen today, and like I said, the Eagles lost 28-23. It started off very rough because Carson Wentz had not one, but two interceptions to open up the quarter, and it wasn't looking good. Uh, the first interception, I'm trying to think, he was rolling out to his, I want to say right, he was rolling out to his right, and he was looking for Nelson Aguilar or whoever it was and just totally just underthrew the ball, gets intercepted, and he comes back and throws another interception. Uh, I think he was, I don't know who he was targeting. I think it was Aguilar again. He was targeting him, and he overthrew him, and there was three giants around the ball. He intercepted it, and you know what happened after that. You know, Eli goes to Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, just burnt and toasted uh, Leotis McKelvin, who was, I think he was he was living in the spirit of Bradley Fletcher in this game because I, I swore Bradley Fletcher was on the field and not Leotis McKelvin. But the Eagles tried to make a way back. But long story short, the Eagles shot themselves in the foot once again. And Angela... I don't know. There are a lot of people who there's a lot of different factors who we can pin this loss on. But who do you blame this loss on? Is it on Doug Peterson for going for it on fourth down and calling two ridiculous plays, fourth and one, and giving the ball to Darren Sproles, who is not your power back and you expect him to pick up one yard when you have Ryan Matthews sitting there or Wendell Smallwood or and then again, he tries to go for it on another fourth, another fourth, another fourth down again. He called the design quarterback run for Carson Wentz, and that didn't work. So does it go on him? Does it fall on him? Does it fall on Carson Wentz for throwing them two early interceptions, or does it fall on the secondary who did not look good? Like I said, Odell Beckham Jr. torched Leotis McKelvin. Malcolm Jenkins got turned around by Sterling Shepard. It was just not a good game, and somehow, some way, the Eagles still had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. Okay, let's take this one thing at a time. Um, okay. <laughs> Carson Wentz and his interceptions. Uh, the first one was troubling, but I was more bothered by the second one in the first quarter because he had plenty of time in the pocket, I feel like. Like, when that replay came back on that play, like, I just remember looking at it like, wow, you, had, you actually had time. Like, you weren't Harry, you weren't getting hit, and I was more bothered by the second one than mm-hmm. I was the first, although you don't want to see your quarterback throw any interceptions. Um, I think this is coming down to what I've been worried about the last couple weeks. I think that now teams have a video on him, and that's not trying to discount or take away from his talent. He's still a really talented quarterback. But the thing is, like, how do you adjust now? How do you go back to the practice room and you adjust? Mm-hmm. You adjust your offensive schematic, you know, around him so that you can make sure that he can not be doing the same things that enables the opposing teams to pretty much get a beat on him as they have done the last couple weeks. Right. So I'm not trying to be overly skeptical of him as I've been this whole season. I'm trying to, like, give the kids the benefit of the doubt. So, they're, therefore, that goes back to coaching. So, you know, the coaches also need to go into the video room and the coaches need to figure out how they can readjust the offense to where it's not the same thing that happens every week that therefore puts the defenses on alert. They know what to look out for. They know what patterns. They know what passes. And I think that's why we're seeing uh, Carson being neutralized, in a sense, over the past couple weeks. I get that Doug Peterson really – two more minutes and I'm done. Uh, but I haven't completely answered the I haven't completely answered the question yet. 
I think that you know, Doug Peterson, he has this he has this like fantasy of going for it on fourth down and yeah, while it can be heroic, it really needs to be used in moderation. You don't do it twice in one game, especially a game where you end up losing by five and you leave six points on the board. So I blame him for that. Uh the secondary has not looked good. You know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely one of those, you know, premier wide receivers in the league, you're going to give up yards to him. You're probably going to give up a touchdown to him. You just have to play him as well as you possibly can. So you mm-hmm. can't be surprised that someone with his caliber talent is going to beat you. But they're, um, you know, Shepard getting open and, you know, Cruz hurts him a little bit, Who and Cruz has been kind of silent since he came back from his injury, you know, last year or so. So, it's the secondary needs work. They need to go back, but I think a lot of it, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of talent that is creating this, this skit they've been on. I think it all really can be solved uh, in the video room right now, especially considering what they've got. I think there's really some issues that need to be addressed in the draft and free agency after the season's over, but they're not, you know, they're still four and four and, you know, they're, they're one and three in the in their last four isn't due to lack of talent. I just think it's, you know, and you got to go back to the drawing board, and you have to adjust. All great coaches and all great players make adjustments. So, to answer the four or five part question, that's that's what I got for you. <laughs> no, that that works very well. And Carson Wentz in today's game was twenty-seven of twenty-four for three hundred and sixty-four, uh, through for three hundred sixty-four passing yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. With a 64.5 quarterback rating, so good wish. You heard what uh, Angela had to say. You had to say, you know, like she said, if you know, while yeah, once had that one bad interception, it goes back to the coaching and what the and, and what the and it goes back to coaching and how they have to get back in the film room. Doug Peterson and his enamoration with going for it on fourth down because there were some plays in this game where you're wondering, Doug, why are you calling this? Why are you running mm-hmm. design quarterback runs for Carson Wentz when he's just he's athletic, but he's not Cam Newton. He's not Mike Vick. True. You know you can't True. design those runs where he's running sweeps across the field and you know just not putting your players in the right position. So who do you blame this loss on? Because like you, like I said, it can start at Peterson. It can go to the secondary because the secondary looks bad and it, 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 they they look horrible, did for the most part, except that Noah well, Carroll interception, which was pretty sweet. I'm going to go far less and, you know, walk to beaten <laughs> path that everybody has, has been, you know, saying every week. I, I blame this on the Eagles receivers again. Um, and I'm like, let me, let me, let me explain why. Um, the first interception, the one that rolled, uh, he rolled out and, you know, hit the, hit the Giants defender dead in the chest that, you know, that's, I mean, that was on him. The second mm-hmm. one across the middle, um, I remember watching that play. Um, I didn't watch it live. I watched the replay, and it was in slow motion. You know, they made the dramatics of it. And what what was interesting about it was if I believe it was I, – I believe it was Jordan had caught that pass or at least touched that pass instead of, you know, flailing his arms and letting the ball go in between his hands again – um, it doesn't fall right into the chest of the, the safety behind him. You know, that that was a precise – that was one of those passes that Winston – I mean, that Wentz is famous for, like a, a precision pass that, you know, 
is in a tight window. He didn't have to throw that ball, but unfortunately when your receivers are getting no separation, that's, that's, you start to have to take those chances. And I do want to say, um, as, as a side note, um, Bryce Triggs is the reason they came back. Um, the defense did their job, came back, and they did what, you know, all you can do against um, uh, 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 Odell Beckham and and this and that unbelievable pass game. Um, but what I liked was the first, I believe it was like early in the second, um, Bryce mm-hmm. Triggs goes deep and – or blows off his – shows off his speed, period. And from there on, the Giants' defense completely changed. And that's what opened the window because I think what happened was you watch the tape, and anybody that's seen any tape on the Philadelphia Eagles know you can afford to rush a, a, a fifth man, sometimes a sixth man, because those receivers can't get any separation. But then – Bryce Triggs comes out and he shows a, a speed that we clearly don't have. And now, you know, it became a game where Wentz could make plays except for in the red zone. I mean, that, that might have been the one thing that I think um, they need they need to start utilizing um, green for a little more, which is just, you mm-hmm. know, flat out in the red zone – you got to start throwing some toss-ups to him. Like, he, he's 6'5", you know, um, an unbelievable frame. We got to get a little more toss-ups to him. But um, the thing that I, that I love about Peterson that most Philadelphia fans don't is he's so unpredictable. And it, it, it backfires. Yes, it does. When you have unpredictability, it's going to backfire. But think about how many games we say – Goodness gracious, if they had tried it one time, if they had just – and that's another pass interference. I'm sorry. If they had just gone <laughs> forth a little more aggressively, you know, it might have been a different game. And this is one of those games where, look, you're not playing for the Super Bowl. You you know that. This Eagles team isn't going, going to the Super Bowl. That's just facts. Um, so, you know, try – Say that four weeks you know, ago, you'd have gotten the crappy out of you. But you know what? I've I've never been a a person that thought this team, even when they were winning, thought they were you know a Super Bowl team. I thought you know the defense is playing good. However, eventually the holes are going to show, especially you know in the Detroit game where Matt Stafford just that game from there on he took whatever you know Jordan juice they gave him in that game and decided to keep <laughs> taking it ever since then. Um, is, is, and the defense is they have their their holes that they're going to have. McKelvin, there's a reason the Bills gave him up. I mean, and it isn't just because they have good corners over there. It was because I mean he's not a guy I want on the outside. Unfortunately, um, there's there's going to be there's going to be growing pains, but I think Bryce Triggs is and and this unbelievable like unpredictability. Like that unpredictability is something that Eagles fans have to admire right now because you look at the most unpredictable coaches and they might start off bad, but you know, you 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 you're not caught not comparing them to them, but saying Bill Belichick isn't a predictable coach. You know, um Pete Carroll is a very unpredictable coach. Um 
Sean Payton is a very unpredictable coach. I mean, now he's getting to the point where age is starting, and we've done seen a lot of his plays. But, you know, you, you look at some of these top-tier coaches, and they're, they're a common trait amongst, amongst them is unpredictability. So just the fact that the Eagles are probably going to end the season, you know, 7-9 and 8-8, that's a lot better than I gave them at the beginning of the season with the talent mm-hmm. that they have on offense. The defense came – the defense is going to have their problems, but let's be honest, nobody thought they would play even even as good as they've been playing. So, you know, I, I just don't want fans to get to this point where they feel as though, like, the, the Eagles are underachieving. Um, when they lose, it's a bad thing. No, you're already in a position where they showed a lot more than – Many people had them in the beginning of the year, especially when they said, all right, we're just going to go ahead and put Wentz in there. You know, I, I, I think they, they're definitely overachieving um, early season, like preseason expectations right now. So take it with a grain of salt. I say the loss really is on the Eagles receivers again because once you know you can't get separation, it changes everything. Nelson Aguilar had two drops today, but, you know, we don't want to talk about that. I don't want to get cursed out. And um, <laughs> there you go. You mean it's, it's all in a nutshell. Yeah, then, you know, then I'm glad you brought up Treg because that was my next point. But before we talk about Treg, you know, there was a former Eagle that was out on the Twitterverse today giving his thoughts mm-hmm. on today's Eagles game. He was sitting there chilling in his couch in Florida, sending some tweets today, and then everybody might have not saw it. Uh, former oh, I Eagle quarterback. This, yeah. Asante Samuels tweeted during the game, uh, said, my Philly huh. fans haven't had a great corner, comma, playmaker since I left. Cornerback play these mm. days is very suspect. He followed up that tweet and said, I can't take it anymore. Tell Doug to hit me up. I got three more years. Hashtag, that's it. Well, you want to know what? Him I and Terrell Owens can go, like, form their own little club like, hey, no one wants us, or we're still ready to play, and, like, they can hang out at their local bar and wait for their phone to ring, but it doesn't mean it's going to ring. If I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. I wheels, I'd be a wagon. You know what? I want to – Asante Samuels is – is. I think he's a little different than T.O., um, only because he he was such a um, – on defense, he wanted to – best traits you can have on defense is being a, a, a film student. And Asante Samuels was a film student on on the defensive end. Now, let's be honest. Right now, not saying that he should be, but I'd take him over McKelvin. I, I mean, I, I, I'd be willing to <laughs> risk it. I mean, you know, what, what else you got to lose? Because McKelvin has been um, – a constant victim, you know. I, I, what was it last week? Um, who did they play? Last week they played um, Dallas. Mm. Last week they played Dallas, and he was a victim there too. Um, he was he was a victim a couple times. He, like just in it looking, he literally looked out of place on a few passes. So you know, it's it's, it's hey, look, man, you you already know. I talked to you about some of these um sitting at home players that the Eagles can look at for low-risk, high-reward, you know. And uh, Asante Samuels might be a reach, but, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to bring him in and, and see what he can give you, not as a player, but what he can, what his mind can give these corners that they got out there right now. 
I don't know. There's just all reeks of like the current season of South Park. Like, remember when Asante Samuel was like was our quarterback? Yeah, I remember. Like, what's he doing right now? Ooh, I don't know. Let's find out what he's doing. Remember when he used to get interceptions all the time? I remember. Like, it just. I don't necessarily know if reaching backward is the right direction. And while I agree with you, I think he would most certainly be a better option than McKelvin. I just don't necessarily know if that's the direction to go in. Don't at this point, you're you're own three in the division. Stop trying to fix this season because you're not going to come mm-hmm. back from that. You're not going to come back from that division record, barring some like catastrophic dumpster fire in the rest of the NFC East. <laughs> Playoffs are pretty much a long Which shot is at this point. I would start doing your research and thinking about like if that's a position that you need to fill, which it is, and if that's a position mm-hmm. that the upper management deems as an immediate fix, and I think you start looking for, I think you start looking at the draft. I don't think you worry about bringing back these aging players to to try to like salvage whatever could be left in the season. You're not making it to the playoffs. You have an 0 and three division record. Like if they come back from that, then they deserve a parade for that alone, even if they get bounced in wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. A small interjection there. Um, I say, you know, as far as reaching backwards, um, I feel as though these guys, I wouldn't take them as players, but uh, the one thing I just hate that happens a lot in this league is, you know, players who, I mean, players who were great at what they did just, oh, touch now, just don't get called back to at least school these kids that that are in that are on teams that need at least the mental aspect of it. I look at a Terrell Owens, and you know, one thing he had was an incredible work ethic. You know, didn't have the best hands in the world, but he out. He still does. And and that's what I, these are things that that this Eagles team can clearly use. You know, I don't I don't need Terrell Owens to come back there and put on a uniform. Come put on a suit. You know, um, uh, uh, uh what's, his, what's his name? Asante Samuels. You want three years? No, I tell you what, I give you three years as as, as uh, a part of this defensive staff. You know, come out there, show us what you did to be great, so that our corners that are still physically in in their prime, at least a physical prime, can can become better. And these are things that I think they, they, that the Eagles uh, should have been looked at. Um, you, you brought Deuce Staley back. You, you brought Deuce Staley back to help your running backs, and you've been getting production out of running backs that I didn't think I, – I'm not a Ryan Matthews fan. I'm not a um, – I mean, well, I'm a Sproles fan. But, you know, you've been getting production because you brought back a, a player from this organization who knows what it takes. You know, do that with other positions too. You might come out with something. So I, I, I just feel as though – these players that are, are aging and want to get back but don't want to be back, I bring them in that aspect. You know, you see what Ed Reed is doing over there in in um, Buffalo. I mean, they they fired their they, they fired their offensive coordinator because they knew it wasn't the defense. And outside of a couple bad plays, that secondary has been great. Who's the secondary coach right now? Ed Reed. Um, you know, these these are things you got to look at around the league and say, goodness, maybe it works. I mean, beyond bringing them back in a coaching capacity, I think the problem is, like, I mean, I don't necessarily know Asante Samuel, but I know that Terrell Owens still has not given up on playing. And, like, yeah. I think the really good thing about him is, is it, I will say this. The, the good thing about him 
is that he he works with the wide receivers that are getting ready to be drafted. Like he not only works out with them to keep himself in shape, but he mentors them too. So I think like he really is a clear case. Like he got it. I mean, he might have acted like a knucklehead for, you know, X amount of years, practically his whole damn career. But unfortunately he got it a little bit too late, but I don't think it's necessarily too late for him to make an impact on younger players. So I'd be all for Mm -hmm. him being a wide receiver coach somewhere. And considering the Eagles wide receivers are, again, I will use this phrase, dumpster fire, he could probably be like a really good help for it. Oh, well, come on. We're not really, we're not so pretty in the long ball department. Let's not beat up. Let's be, let's not beat up on Gilu, man. Gilu, the wide receiver coach. Let's not beat up on Gilu. Let's not beat up on Gilu. I'm not beating. I'm not beating up on anyone in particular. I'm just saying T.O. is helping that aspect, which is being really weak. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not beating up on Gilu. I'm beating up on whoever said, "Yo, Gilu, come coach our receivers, and T.O. go ahead and stay home." That's who I'm beating up on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Greg Lewis was the that. wide receivers coach. Greg Lewis was the wide receivers coach in, in New Orleans last year. They had Brandon Cooks and Willie Snead. Willie Snead had a breakout year last year as an undrafted free agent rookie. I'm just saying. And it's pretty talented. Drew Brees was the quarterback. Drew Brees was the quarterback. I'm just saying. Sean Payton was yeah. the offensive mind. I'm, you know, I mean, if you put a yeah. spare tire on, if you put a spare tire on a Ferrari, <laughs> does it get the same tread as as the tires? You, you know that. Nah, you're still you you're, you're like, nope, you're still only getting forty miles. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. Definitely. I, I will say this though, and you know, I said this to you privately, but I want to say it out loud too, because it, they need to hear this. There's a video of Ray Rice running 22 miles an hour on a treadmill. Given the running back situation here and the fact that, you know, Ray Rice is still fairly young, especially for a running back, not a lot of wear and tear on him because he's been gone for two years. Why do you, why, why do you guys think teams that need running backs, including the Ravens, Will not give him a look. He still looks like a physical specimen. Are you, you know, taking the first or Joe Hunter? I was, was going to let you go I first. I'm going to let you go first because I, I already have my, I already gave my thoughts on it privately. I don't know. I, I, I think like I think like everyone like gets like all like on their high legs like they're expecting me to be like outraged because I'm a woman that like he really hit his wife hard. And, yeah, that happened. And it was on video, and there was, like, the whole circumstances surrounded it. Like, his suspension initially wasn't. And I get all of that. I get all the moving parts. But, uh, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. And while I disliked the Michael Vick move at first, I, I kind of started to come around and realize, you know, he did his time. He learned his lesson. And I kind of get that vibe from Ray Rice, like him and his wife do, like, all that volunteer work with their church and stuff. I do believe he got it, so I would not be opposed. You know, listen, everyone in life deserves a second chance or maybe even a third or fourth chance, depending on on things. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It just would have to be 
the right deal for the right price for the right circumstances and he really would have to like glitter in a press conference. You know, he he really mm-hmm. it would have to be on his best behavior if any team was gonna give him another chance in the league. I'd be okay with it if it was if it were the Eagles. I mean I'm sure there are gonna be fans that would be all pissed off. Like the Eagles support women beaters, like the Eagles support like dog murderers, but you know, we've had other instances in this league, like Dante Stalworth killed somebody and and walked away Scott Frey. And didn't miss a game. Great Hardy. Exactly. Ezekiel Elliott apparently. There's a thing against Zeke. So, you know, yeah. mm. I'm all for giving I'm all for giving Ryan another chance. And like I said, he, he has definitely turned things around. He makes the team yeah, but here's the thing though, here's the thing. If you just drop Josh Huff because there's mm-hmm. controversy and I understand that it's comparing right. apples and oranges. I understand the two situations are apples and oranges. But if you mm-hmm. drop Josh Huff because he's clouded in controversy, do you really want to pick up you know, a vet while he really could help your team who is equally, if not more, clouded in controversy. Like, does that really do anything for your reputation when you drop one player to try to send a message and then we're to pick another one up? That also yeah, had that kind of, that also had baggage. Well, yeah, I, I got my own personal vendetta against, and I mean, against that whole, you know, um, he, uh, does that, you know, how does that look, you know, um, to me, and that, this goes to every team, when, when people care about, you know, PR, more than, than than winning games, you know. The one thing I don't care what happens. You, you the Patriots are a pure example. If, if no matter what, how many times you cheat, you know I mean, as long as you win, that's all that matters. So you know, unless I, unless I, I unless hate the Well, you, yeah, I mean, the, the law got him, but you let's let's be honest. If he, had got off, if he had got off on that murder case, you know, he'd still be playing. That's the Patriot way, yeah, you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you are innocent <laughs> until proven guilty. <laughs> well, to be fair, wasn't hey, that kind of the Baltimore Ravens way too? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, right. it honestly was. And. I, and that's that's another problem, you know, in the Ray Rice scandal. I think a lot of people forget is that you know we tried to sweep that under the rug in Baltimore. We definitely said, look, you know, take this little suspension, but that was on him. He wouldn't shut up, and uh, hey, that's what happens. Well, there was also some loudmouth security guard, the Borgata, that wanted a payday and leaked the tape to TMZ. Mm-hmm. Being realistic, like, how much money do you think TMZ shelled out? to that person that leaked that tape. Probably enough for them to retire from the Borgata security department. Mm-hmm. If, he had, if, he had went mm-hmm. to, if he had drove to Baltimore, he would have he would have got a bigger payday, man. That's all I'm saying. But, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it goes without saying that, you know, the, it, this, this, I think there are a few players, more than a, more than a few players, who just, you know, Deserve, especially when the need is there. Like there's some, see, there's so many teams in this league um, that just need running back so bad that you know you have mm-hmm. to sit there and ponder why not. You know, or there's teams that, that need receivers so bad. Now To is 40 years old; he doesn't need to be playing. But you look at, a, <laughs> I mean, you look at the, the 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 Josh Gordon situation and 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 um, 
other receivers around the league who are, are in and out of the league. And you got to wonder, you know, why not? You know, why not? There's players that are sitting at home right now and constantly on social media asking for work. However, despite there being a need for that position, they just can't get work. There's it, got to be a point where you worry less about PR and more about, you know, let's win. Well, do you think that the backlash the Eagles got when they signed Michael Vick has anything to do with that from the other teams? Because the Eagles have really seen a lot of crap for that. And, I mean, the SBCA and the PETA protesters mm-hmm. that would show up at every game, the signs that every time Michael Vick scores a touchdown, a puppy cries in heaven and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, do you oh, think like the backlash and the kind of stuff? Well, no, that really did happen. I saw that, like, firsthand. Oh, but geez. do you think like that kind of that kind of fallout and that kind of backlash has influenced uh, the other well, you teams the in the league fan. from sign, yeah. You was the Eagle fan, yeah. like you was the Eagle fan. Um, would you would you trade that backlash for the what was it eleven and five season they had? Um, when Michael Vick first took over, you know, would you you know would you trade that backlash for the miracle in the Meadowlands? Just that, just that. You know, I you look at well, yeah, of course I would, of course I would, because I've also I also know that he bought the Boys and Girls Club in Newport News, Virginia, to renovate the building. I know that he did a lot of charity. Like he he did as much as he could to make up for what he mm-hmm. did, although he might not ever be able to make up for what he did. But he at least made an effort, and you know, so yeah, I would trade that because I don't look at him and I don't see you know the same person that thought it was cool to run a dog fighting ring in his house like I see someone who mm. realized like wow dude I was an awful human being and I can just I, I should be able to take me being an awful human being and like turn it into some kind of good that's what I some see positive. When I exactly and that's, so, that's all I'm saying like yeah. at the end of the day you know you look at these players and you say man like I mean you look at what you know giving Michael Vick a chance did you know not only um Oh no, he dropped it. Not only from uh, um, <laughs> from a game aspect, what he did charitably, what he did, you know, in in the communities, and then you look at some of the magical moments he gave Philadelphia. You know, you 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 at this point where you like, you know, I trade that, I I take the criticism because they led to these moments. So you know, with that, I, I look at the Michael Vick situation as a reason to look into these other players. You know. Because Michael Vick, a magical player, came to the city. We took a lot of scrutiny for it, but what happened? As soon as he got here, he he did some things that made to the point where you know Pittsburgh, who was one of the teams who, who me as a Ravens fan, knowing that Pittsburgh had a lot to say about the Michael Vick signing, ended up signing him. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I used to, I went to, my first college was in Millersville. So it was like about like 60% Steelers fans and 40% Eagles Mm -hmm. fans. So, oh, I know all about how the Steelers fans thought about us signing Michael Vick. But I I posed Mm -hmm. this question to to you guys, like while we're talking about, you know, players with spotted pasts and stuff and, you know, the hole in the wide receiver game for the Eagles specifically, uh, Justin Blackman, Justin Blackman, and what he he's he's sitting on his couch now, isn't he? Yeah, well, big, I'm, I'm, yeah. big tall, big tall physical guy. Hopefully, got the rocks out between his ears by now. Got the vertical I mean, leap and extension of Megatron. That's the same measurements. He can do the two court two car garage. Now, this is the problem with Justin Blackman because I know he he's suspended indefinitely for right now, right? 
Yeah, but he's yeah, still, yeah, he's still he under. pretty much call him after him, man. But he my, might, he my might biggest track, problem. Oh, see, he, now he done caught that pick. See, the first time he dropped it, second time he catch it. That's what I'm talking. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> what, what I'm, um, what, my, my biggest problem, and I, I is, is kind of a counter, especially for Justin Blackman, because it applies to Justin Blackman. It applies to um, to Jordan. I mean, to uh, to Josh Gordon. And uh, I'm gonna throw a third athlete in there because this athlete didn't take any any you know real punishment for it. But Michael Phelps, you know, what do all three of them have in common? I mean, sorry, what do all three of them have in have in, in, in cannabis? I mean, so yeah, you know, mar- all marijuana. <laughs> so you look at all three of these guys, and I mean, if if safety and player performance is something you got to worry about for marijuana. I mean, I use Michael Phelps as a pure example. You can smoke marijuana and still go out and do your job, you know, uh, athletic job extremely effectively. So um, I, I I would say there has to be a point in this, this offseason where marijuana is serious, seriously looked at and say, look, man, is it worth it? to keep losing these talented players all because of marijuana. Now, us on the outside that say, oh, well, just stop smoking. But let's be real. It's, it's something that's, that's becoming legal in more and more states, and it's derailing the, the careers of athletes. It's like, it's come on. Safer like, you know, it's safer than alcohol. It's safer than alcohol completely. And, I mean, it's it's to the point now where, you know, a Justin Blackman, if, if – Week, if you could pull it off, would definitely be able to come in here and be effective. Uh, 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 Josh Gordon would be able to come in here and be effective. Um, there's another one that I'm thinking of that's out of the I league think because Jerome, of it. Jerome Brown. Where? Jerome Brown is um, a receiver for the Bengals, and he got busted with a pot dealing ring in his apartment. Mm, he was the one that did the backflip into the end zone. A couple years ago. Jerome hey. Simpson, not Jerome Brown. Simpson. Oh, Brown. oh my God! <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Yeah, Jerome. No, Jerome, Jerome Brown. That was yeah. I love to say yeah. Here you go. Um, Jovan can Jovan can attest that this has been a really really long weekend for me. So, kind of grateful. My apologies. If you can, if you can limit the, the marijuana issue, you know there's a lot of uh, players out there that, that they should be able to pull in. So that's that's just my my, my take on that. You know, I, I I wouldn't mind a Justin Blackman in, in Baltimore. You know, I wouldn't mind a, a shoot. I really feel like we need to call um we need to call um Ray Rice in Baltimore right now. But I mean there there has to be a separation between um there has to be a uh, 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 position that's better fitting to what um, the league does to players for what they do in their personal time. Now, if if you can, if the, the courts find you and you're in trouble in the courts, that's one thing. But if you, there's no reason that if you get, if you can be the case in court, you still got to turn around and lose your career in the NFL. That's, I mean, the, the, the NFL shouldn't have higher standards than the federal court. So, you know, these are things that, that they need to be addressed because there's a lot of teams that, are, that have needs and the players that, that could fill those needs are sitting at home, you mean, because of minor infractions. 
You are right about that. Um, I definitely agree with both of y'all on this on, on, on this topic of, you know, giving players second chances. And I think that was a great way to wrap up the podcast as we were in overtime. As people didn't know, we went we, we uh we went forty five minutes but we're in overtime now, so anybody that was listening live, they will catch the rest of the in the overtime portion of the podcast and that pretty or much don't because you'll podcast. hear me flub the name. <laughs> <laughs> stay so, away from the last two minutes. Stay away from the last two minutes. So, <laughs> like warning, the NSFW language. As we just, I don't as need we just mo- I don't name. need more Twitter hate. I don't need more Twitter no, hate in my DMs right now. <laughs> no more Twitter hate in the DMs. But that's gonna wrap up the uh, podcast tonight. As we wrap up the Raiders, wrap up they beat the Denver Broncos thirty to twenty. Even though Mark Davis looks like he got his hair cut, don't want a bowl. Like he has a bowl cut, personally. But I ain't going to hate on a man because the team is 7-2 uh, and two right now and uh, leading the AFC West right now. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. Raiders win, Eagles lose, and Eagles play the Atlanta Falcons next week. Again, they go against uh, probably one of the best offenses that the league has seen since the greatest show on turf. We need to pray. We all need to pray for that Eagles secondary when they go against Julio next week, because it, it could get it could get ugly uh, for the Eagles secondary next week. But hey, you never know what happened. But make sure you follow me on Twitter at JoeVontaine. Follow Andrew on Twitter at Twitter at and Montone. On Twitter, also follow Kid With on Twitter at Kid With. Uh, he had make sure you check out his show. Everybody, his show is on uh, the 18th of this month. You got tickets, hit them up. It's, it's, it's 20 at the door for the show. 10 if you hit him yep, up, check it out. Doors, 10 if you holler at me. There you go. That's all you need to know. And make sure you check out TotalForceLive.com as well. A lot of great content up there. Uh, Sixers, Eagles, whatever is going to be up there. Also, the Fit Sports, check it out. TotalForceLive.com. If you didn't read Angela's story about the 2008 Philly, is up there. If you didn't, if you didn't see Max. Uh, Eagles Weekly Recap and Recap City Game. That's up there as well. A deal's column about MB earlier this week is on there as well. A lot of great content on the site. So that's going to wrap it up for everybody. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Keep on listening. Keep on supporting. And we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll be back sometime later this week. If you want to hear us and do, if you want us to do live podcasts, uh, go, if you want us to go live and do this and, you know, go for about uh, 120 minutes, 150 minutes, let us know. We'll go live, put the number out there so you can call in and talk to us. Uh, we'll definitely do that for everybody. But hopefully we'll talk about the Eagles win next Sunday if we don't talk again. So everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Go vote. Make sure you go vote. It's crucial. doesn't matter who you support, who you don't support, who you don't like. Make sure you get out there and vote. It's very important. Use your right, use your American right that you've been given. Go and vote, make a difference, and hopefully this stuff is trickling. I think I wrapped it all up. So everyone have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon. You do. And remember, if you don't Uh, vote, you have no right to complain. Bye, everyone.